We talking hoops season two. Let's go. What up, though? It's your coach. Who talks hoops the most? It's Coach Cam with the podcast flow. Jump shot is still wet and the podcast goes. Talking hoops all day, worldwide, across the globe, overseas to the league. Big 10 to the GLIAC, AU to high school and any gym that he had. Highlights, offers, who's about to transfer, was coach getting hired? Coach Cam's got the answer, he's that dude. Too cool, so smooth with the hoop news. Every week we talking hoops, this is season two. So buckle up for this ride, it's what you need to do. Cause we talking hoops, yeah. Well it's your coach that knows hoops the most. This is episode 13. Stay quarantined for the coronavirus, man. Uh, I wasn't gonna uh, do any more episodes or or get on the mic for my listeners, but you know I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, if you got downtime, you need something to do. So this is a perfect time for you to be listening to the podcast. Perfect time for you to pop on Netflix. Perfect time for you to spend time with your significant other. And, and you know, you got time. You got time because I hope, I really truly hope that my listeners are staying quarantined. Stay ass at home, man. Stay at home. Go to the grocery store. Buy food for two, three weeks. Just stay at home, man. Stop spreading this shit. Just stay at home uh, because that's the best way to stop what's going on. The coronavirus is taking over the world, not just the United States. It's taking over the world, man. And. Uh, to me, you know, basketball has been the furthest thing that's been on my mind. I've been thinking about being safe, how to keep my family safe, how not to con- contract the virus, even though I'm still going to work, going to work at the airport, going to work at school. Uh, it, it's been it's been a difficult time for me. So the last thing I was thinking about was basketball because basketball shut down. You got no NBA. You got no NCAA. You got no high school. You got nothing. Everything is shut down. Like, I can't even work out a kid because the gym I used to work out a kid at is shut down permanently. So now I got to find a new place to work out kids at. It's just, it's really a trying time. But I want to push my listeners, all three or four of you guys, to just say, you know what, Coach Cam, I hear you. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do something. I'm not going to go anywhere for a while. And that's the best thing that anybody can do in this uh, situation, this coronavirus that's going around. The best thing you can do is just not go around people. Just just chill at the crib. Just go ahead and get your Netflix on, man. Listen to some podcasts. Hopefully you're listening to mine. And just chill out, man, because uh, what's going around is nasty, man. The NBA. I'm glad the NBA took the approach that they did. And if Rudy Gobert doesn't catch the virus, they don't shut down the NBA. I think the NBA knew once one of their players got it, it was time to shut it down because he wasn't the only one. Because if he got it, you're playing in so close proximity to so many people and so easily to spread. The person you guard you could have it. Christian Wood, he could get it, too. The trainer can get it. The referee could get it. The coach could get it. The guy, the media guy can get it. So like I, I knew personally. I knew the only thing that would kind of slow this virus thing that's going around, and it's a big deal, would be if celebrities and NBA and NFL players started getting it. And then start people start thinking like, oh man, like if KD got it, like I can get it. 
Like you're no different than anybody else. If a superstar can get it, you know the average regular person can get it or either has already got it. They got the systems and got to cover for it or whatever. But anybody get in at that point. So I'm glad the NBA took the approach that they did. And as soon as Rudy Gobert got the virus, they shut the league down and they should have. Now, they're talking about coming back in June or July. I don't, me personally, I don't see it. Like, I don't see how you can play basketball in the next three or four months. I don't. Like, you need to just go on the next season. Like, this season has an asterisk with it. Just like the, the uh, lockout did in 98, 90, 97, 98, 99, has an asterisk. It only played like 28 games or something like that. So, like, do the same thing with this one. Just shut the season down. Trust me, I would love to see basketball in June, July, but it's not happening, y'all. This thing is not slowing down at all. And it takes us personally to take control of our situation, control of our families to say, you know what? I'm just going to stay at home so I don't spread the virus if I got it. I'm a self-quarantine because this thing is way out of control, man. We got no basketball to watch. Like, the reason why I didn't drop a podcast was because, like, ain't nobody watching basketball. Like, I got to watch NCAA Classic games. They used to have ESPN Classics, which was a a wonderful, a wonderful network. You should get to watch some great games. Pistol Pete going for 70. Larry Bird scored 30 in a quarter. Like, you could get, like, some really good games, and I'm glad they're bringing some of those games back. But... Like, it ain't no basketball to watch. So if it ain't no basketball to watch, why am I recording a podcast? I wouldn't be doing my due diligence to you, the listener, to talk about basketball when it ain't no basketball on. But I will give you one episode of some basketball talk, even though the virus is going on, even though we ain't got much basketball to talk about. There is still some basketball topics I am going to cover. But this is not going to be a two-hour episode. It's probably not going to be an hour episode. But I'm just, I just want to talk to my listeners, man, because I love talking to you guys. I love getting on this podcast, talking about basketball, even though there isn't a single lick or game to watch. So the first thing I want to cover is March Madness. And I didn't, me personally, my antennas didn't go up until they canceled March Madness. And the reason why my antennas didn't go up was because March Madness usually makes close to a billion dollars every year. It makes a lot of people a lot of money. So they were trying their best to find a way. Like, we got to have March Madness. We got to. We got to add the games on CBS, TBS, True TV, TNT. We got to make sure we get those contracts because we making so much money. Like, there's no way we're going to go with spring without making no money. So they were trying their best to say, you know what? Maybe we have games without fans. Maybe we have a 16-team tournament. Maybe we do this and we do that. And I applaud the Ivy League. The Ivy League was the first one to really get ahead of the virus, even though they were hit the worst out east. They were hit the worst the earliest. So the out east, out east, the Boston, Philadelphia, like that area was hit pretty hard. And they knew that it was coming down pretty fast. And they said, you know, we shut everything down. No school, no games, no conference tournament, no no NCAA madness, none of that. And I know the NCAA was kind of like, ah, man, we got to find a way where we can still play these games. But at this point, it's not about entertainment. It's about health. It's about keeping your family safe, keeping your players safe, 
keeping your school safe. Like everybody involves about keeping them safe. Because who knows if you contract the virus, who knows how your body will react to it. So they had to take the measures that they did. I applaud the Ivy League for being the first ones to say, you know, we shutting it down. No games, no nothing. And then you started seeing other conferences do the same thing. No conference tournament, no NCAA tournament, shut the whole thing down. And when I saw that, to me, I was like, oh, man, this is this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Uh, if if there are companies, if there are organizations willing to lose millions of dollars, billions of dollars because of a virus, that means this virus is real. It's not no joke. A lot of people want to joke about it. About it. That's cool. It's, it's, it's good to keep it light at times. It's good. I like some of the memes I've seen. You know, moves, got the coronavirus. Like, I get it. Like, I laugh. I Look, I get the memes too. I laugh. But at the end of the day, it's real. Would KD get it? Yeah, buddy. Marcus Smart, Rudy Gobert, people from the Lakers. Yeah, it's a big deal when, when entertainers and athletes start getting it because the athletes supposedly are supposed to be the most in-shape people around, especially basketball players. So when they start contracting the virus, you got to start thinking a certain way. I know I do. So no March Madness, man. I'm really, I'm really hurt that it's no March Madness because I've been waiting all year for the spring. You guys don't understand. Like, you don't get it. Like, I got fired last spring. So... I wanted to coach so bad. And I couldn't wait for March Madness to go to the Final Four, to rub elbows with coaches, to talk about my AAU team, start AAU practice, start workouts, and then it gets shut down like no basketball, nothing. Like, to me, that was heartbreaking because I've been waiting on this for an entire year. I've been waiting on this since July. Like, all right. Our last game in July, we got our bus kicked. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back out there to get my team prepared for another game just like that. Because I wasn't coaching. I didn't coach high school. I didn't coach college this year. I didn't coach Juke. I took the year off. So, like, I've been fiending for some hoops, man. Fiending. Part of the reason why I started the podcast. Just because I just been so basketball, just uh, needed. Where I got to do something about it. That's how I started the podcast. But... I was really looking forward to March Madness. I was really looking forward to the spring because the spring means AAU. The spring means March Madness. The spring means a lot of basketball all day, 24-7. And now we ain't got that. We ain't got that at all. And I'm pretty hurt about it. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I am. I'm not posting much on social media. I'm not doing much on Twitter, Facebook. I'm just staying quarantined, reading my timeline, watching my Netflix, checking some old games. And... It, it, it's really uh, it's really heartbreaking that we don't get an opportunity to have March Madness, man. No pool, no office pools, like none of that. Like Thursday between between Thursday noon and Sunday and like midnight. Oh man, basketball all day, all day, and we don't get that. And we gotta try to find a way to get it back. So I'm I'm really upset that we didn't get no March Madness. Um, high school. Uh, high school here in Michigan shut down. I know uh, Mark Yule and the MSSAA tried to give people hope, basically saying that there might be a chance we come back and play. We not, man. What? Stop playing with people. That's why I don't mess with the MSSAA. Just shut it down. Just tell people that the season's over. Spring sports is done. Winter sports is done. Like, it's just, it is what it is. 
You're not about to come back. You didn't even get district championship. So you didn't get a district championship. Didn't get a regional championship. Didn't get a quarterfinal championship. Didn't get the brass light. It's a wrap. You're not about to come back and play four weeks of basketball. That's basically what it is. It's another month of basketball. You're not about to come back and play that. So just tell the people, you know what, with our concerns with the virus, that we're shutting down winter sports and spring sports and... You know, uh, sad for those seniors that didn't get a chance to play their last game. But the season is done. So I wish the MSSAA would just shut it down. They pretty much have, but they hadn't they haven't really said it, but they have. Um, So, yeah, no NBA, no college, no high school. So what the hell? Like, really, like what? What are we doing? What am I? My basketball people are just fi- trying to find ways to stay basketball relevant in these times and just uh, hopefully to stay quarantines. One, two, like it's only so much you can talk about with no games. It is. And that's the reason why I took a step back and said, you know what? I'm not really going to drop a pod. I'm not going to say too much about it because everybody's fishing for a story. Like, you're making brackets of the best college basketball players ever, and Glenn Big Dog Roberts ain't, Robinson ain't on the list. And I'm like, I, I ain't. I, I'm not about to critique that. Because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for ways to get the people to talk about basketball, even though there's no basketball to watch. But the only thing you're going to talk about is one of the players catching the virus. Talk about Marcus Smart. You talk about Rudy Gobert. You talk about the Lakers getting it. You talk about, you know, uh, some of the Sixers getting it. Like, at this point, the majority of people are going to get it. Like, they say 70% of the people are going to get this disease because you have to learn how to fight it off. Hopefully, I'm not one of those 70%. But I'm doing my best uh, to stay quarantined so I don't get it. But, yeah, man, it's just, it ain't a lot of basketball left to talk about. So when is basketball coming back? When are we going to get it back? Are we going to get it back this summer? So it's AAU. So AAU. Ain't no AAU. So we have to cancel AAU tournaments. It's a lot of people losing a lot of money, man. I'm praying for y'all. Or us, because I ain't, you know, I'm right with y'all. I'm praying uh, because it's a lot. The economy is taking a huge hit during these times. And I wish it was something better that I could do. But it's not. So when do we actually get basketball back? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking college is done. High school is done. We possibly get the NBA back in July. So instead of the WNBA getting it popping in July, I think towards the end of July, middle of July, we get the NBA back. Get the NBA back in some sometime July, maybe even August, and do something untraditional and I don't think it's going to be fans at the games. I just going to think it's going to be games where it's played with no fans. You can test it before you go in. I think by then, uh, the virus would have died down at least a little bit. If it hasn't died down by June, there ain't going to be no games in July. But there are countries now, South Korea, they've brought back their professional players. They're starting to have games. China is starting to go back to normal um, living processes and I think at some point it's going to happen here in the U.S. I don't think it's going to be any time in March or April or June. I think by the end of June we'll get a handle of it and then by July we can get back rolling. So I think at some point in July end of July, early August we'll get some basketball and it's going to be different. I mean, I think they're going to end the regular season. They're going to find a way to seed the tournament where it's a 16 player 16 team tournament 
You might not get all seven game tournaments. It might be five games. I don't know how they're going to do it. But I think the NBA will be back in August. Late July, early August. I think we'll get some basketball. And I'm here for it. Because this is taking a huge toll on a lot of people. And I just want to see some hoops, man. I just want to see some hoops. And, you know, hopefully NBA. So the NBA has the luxury because their regular season hasn't ended. So they can structure some things where they can stretch it out. They can go into some months they don't normally play. And then next year, uh, they try to make some adjustments for the season being uh, stretched out. But I want I want to see some hoops, man. I want to see some hoops. I want to see it fast. The one thing that's popping right now is the transfer portal. So for, and this is one of those episodes when I'm going to mix. So I'm not going to have a high school segment. I'm not going to have a college segment. I'm going to have an NBA segment. I'm just going to be mixing basketball topics and hopefully you can, you know, keep up with what I'm talking about. But I'm not having segments. I'm just talking hoops, man. I'm talking hoops. Ain't no games on, so might as well just mix it up. So, the transfer portal. The transfer portal is popping, man. It's popping. It's guys sitting around like, man, damn this school, I'm out of here. Right? It's guys sitting around like, I ain't get the playing time I deserve. I'm out of here. It's guys sitting around, I didn't. Then spent three years at the school. I graduated in three. I can go where I want to go. I'm out of here. It's two different sides of the transfer portal. And for my people who don't know what the transfer portal is, the transfer portal is a thing that uh, college basketball players and college athletes used to let schools know that they're transferring from one school to another. So you're able to put your name on this portal and coaches are able to look at all of your information. They can call you, text you, tweet you email you, all that stuff, and it, it really happens in the blink of an eye. Like, it don't take much for a kid to be like, all right, I'm transferring, I'm putting my name in the portal, and if you want me, I'm going to come, right? So, college coaches during this time, what are they doing? They sit around the house like me and you. They sit around the house like me and you. And some of these college coaching staffs are probably calling people to come and be in the building and work, and that's bull. Like, had them work remotely from home. You can still meet. You can Google meet. You can meet via FaceTime. If you're a college basketball coach and you got your staff coming in the building to meet, you are putting people at danger. And I know at the job that I had, that's probably what we would have did. We probably would have came in and met and we'd have gave each other the whole coronavirus only because we didn't came in the building. We ain't supposed to be there. School is shut down. What you meeting for? We can meet over the phone. So it's a lot of college coaches right now, they looking for film. They want games to watch. They're recruiting via the internet and online and the NCSA. Like, they trying to find players because you can't, because NCAA say you can't have visitors. You can't go out and recruit. So what else you going to do? I'm telling you right now, college coaching is a 24-7 business. It don't stop. It don't stop for the coronavirus. You know, stop for an earthquake. You got to recruit. You got to get players. So it's a lot of coaches out there. They got time to watch some film. They got time to get the transcript. They got time to email some players that might be transferred from this school to that school. So the transfer portal is popping because these guys know, man, these coaches, they looking for players. And they on the portal. And if they want me, they going to hit me up. And a lot of them do. I know for sure. I didn't leave no stone unturned. So I'm on the portal. I'm on NCSA. I'm checking my email. I'm checking um, the one little questionnaire site that we had where people could just go to our website and leave questionnaires. Like, I know I didn't leave no stone unturned because you never know where you might be able to find a player.
You never know. So those college coaches is not checking their emails. You need to check your email. They checking their emails now. They got nothing else to look at. How often are you just going to get on Twitter? How often are you going to get on Facebook? Like, at some point, that's going to be like, all right, I need to put this down and do something else. Well, there's something else is recruiting. So this transfer portal, it's a lot of players on it now. A lot of players on it. And you can't even bring a kid on a visit. So you got to really do some detailed work. So you got to watch some full games. You got to watch some highlights. You got to call some AAU coaches. You got to call some high school coaches to make sure if you're going to go on the guy, that if he really for real, for real. Amari Harden transferring from Las Vegas, UNLV is for real. He averaged 14 and 6 as a junior. He's the real deal. He's going to go to another Division One program as a grad transfer and be able to play right away. But you got to do your homework. What league is he going to end up in? Is he going to stay far from UNLV? Because his brother's there. His brother's one of the best prospect, one of the players in the country, class of 2021. So they live in Las Vegas. Matter of fact, I think he won the player of the year in, in Nevada. His brother did. So what are they, is he going to stay close? Cali schools, what up? Like San Diego State, what up? That look like a nice landing spot for him. Is he going to go far from Vegas? I don't know. Uh, he ain't coming back to Michigan, though. They ain't coming back to Michigan. So if you think he's going to go to Michigan or Michigan State, you got another thing coming. See, this is what happens when you let these guys leave. You let these guys leave, they go to other parts of the country, and they realize, oh, man, I ain't coming back to Michigan for what? Man, I'm living good out here. Going back to Michigan? You tripping. So the transfer portal. Um, you got a lot of kids putting their name on it. Like I said, Amari Hardy, he put his name on it. DJ Carter from Ohio State, he put his name on it. I think he wants to get back closer to home, which means he's a, um, you know, Ohio City kid, uh, played for Quad City. So he might want to get back to Iowa, Iowa State, uh, because he has some health issues going on throughout the year. But you got a lot of players putting their name in the portal. Seth Towns, Seth Towns put his name on, on the portal for Harvard. And his last two schools is Duke and uh, Michigan. It's either Duke or Michigan. Or he got two big high-level schools that he can go to. And this portal, especially if they grant you one year where you can transfer for no penalty, this is going to be college free agency. I'm not here for college free agency. I'm not. Because it hurts the mid-majors, it hurts the low-majors, it hurts the D2s. It does. Because everybody's going to think they're, they're going to transfer and go D1. That ain't the case. And if you think you're going to transfer and go to a good D2, that's the same thing as going D1. Grand Valley had a great year, even though they didn't qualify for the tournament. They had a great year. You think they, they bring in a bunch of transfers in? They might need one guy, a point guard. That might be it. Because they losing Jeremiah Ferguson. They bring everybody else back. So how much, how much do you think they recruiting on the transfer port? Fair State. Fair State bring their best two guards back. They bring Kelser back. Like, they bring their best two players back. So are they really on the portal like that? They might. They might got a guy too. But I'm going to tell you, if you think you're just about to put your name in the portal and just go and transfer to a D2, you are mistaken. These, two, these D2s, they do their homework. They do. And you got to find the right situation, the right coaching staff to take a chance on you because there's so many players out here. Like every day you get 10, 15, 20, 100 guys that say, you know, I'm going to put my name on the portal. You got a lot of people on the portal trying to get on. And, you know, it is what it is. It's just a means to an end. 
and you got to figure out how it's going to go. But I'm telling you right now, it's a lot of coaches watching film. This is prime time if you need help in your recruiting to get out and be diligent. So if you're a high school kid, if you're 2020, get a good email together, put your transcripts in there, put your ACT score in there, put your highlights in there, put some full game in there and email as many coaches as possible. All levels, NAIA, D3, because all the emails are on their website, so the majority of them are. Like, that's what I used to do. Here, here's my little secret. So, I had the opportunity to get a lot of kids signed to play college basketball. A lot of kids. When I was a high school, kid, high school coach. Here's my secret, though. I used to spend time, and especially a specific kid. So, I'll give you an example. Deshaun Lewis. I thought Deshaun Lewis could play at a low major. I thought he could play at a D2. I thought he could play at an HBCU. Okay, so these are schools I targeted it. I didn't think he was a mid-major player because he had a little ways to go. I didn't think he could play in the Big Ten or Division One because he had some ways to go. But I thought that he could be a very good Division Two player. I thought he could be a very good low-major player. So he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at the conferences. I'm going to locate all of these low-major schools. These HBCUs, I was like, I think he would be really good at an HBCU. Thought he would really be really good. So he said, you know what? My dad went to Tuskegee. So who's the first school you think I hit up about Deshaun Lewis? Tuskegee. Hit Tuskegee up. Send him an email. In my email, I've got full game film. I've got highlight film. I've got his ACT scores, SAT score, his transcripts. You got everything you need right there. I got his NCAA clearinghouse number. You got everything right now. So if you're interested, because you're going to click on the link. If you click on the link and you're like, okay, this guy got some tools that I can use. All right, let me get Coach a call. And I emailed as many coaches as possible. I emailed every HBCU coach. So it wasn't just Tennessee, all of them. Because all you need is one school to like you. And Tennessee, uh, Tuskegee hit me back like, Coach, let's talk. I like Deshaun Lewis. Let's talk. Not even a week later, he flew in and watched him work out. Not even a week later, he had an offer from Tuskegee. Now it's up to the kid to say, you know what? Do I really take this Tuskegee offer? Do I go down and visit and do the whole damn thing? Or do I stay closer to home? I say, you do what you want to do. I never force a kid to go where they didn't want to go. I'm going to give you options. I'm going to give you options. So you can go to this school, this school, or that school. You pick it. It ain't on me. I don't care where you go because I ain't getting no money. I ain't getting nothing from you. So you can go wherever. Week later after Tuskegee comes, St. Francis comes out of PA. So St. Francis out of Erie, PA. They just turned D1. They just they went from D2 to D1. They need some players. Get some offer from them. Okay, cool. So now you got two offers. What we gonna do? But the reason why he got these two hours is I was diligent. I hit coaches up. I sent over hundreds of emails. Same kid. And I made sure when I looked at their staff, okay, I'm not emailing the head coach. I'm emailing the assistant that's been there in the longest, that has some type of Detroit tie or some type of Midwest tie or something that I can come back on and say, hey, you know that kid that, that started on your team? He played for me, AAU, boom, boom, boom. And go from there. Try to develop some type of relationship to get your foot in the door. It takes work to get kids into school. It takes a lot of work. A lot of work. But you have to be prepared, coaches. If you want your kid to get a look, and I'm talking to my coaches right now. If you want your kid to get a D1, D2, D3 look, here's what you got to do. You have to have all the information and you have to email all the coaches. Don't care what level. 
Division two, division three, three, one. It don't matter. You gotta, you gotta really be diligent in the process because if you're not, they're not getting recruited. They're not. And you have to be prepared if they like your kid. See, now they can't even go on campus. So, like, the fact that a kid can get an offer now, that means you did a lot of work with film. Like, you had to watch a lot of film and you had to realize, okay, this kid don't have an offer, so he's good. He can play at our level. You got to do a lot of work, man. It's a lot of coaches right now. They ain't spending a lot of time with their family, even though they're home, because they're doing all they recruiting via the internet or email. They're doing all of it. So in order to get players, like the only way you're going to get players is if you do your due diligence. And I'm telling my coaches is be prepared if a coach call you and wants some game film. Like I did some game film for my high school coach this week. He said, Cam, what I need for you to do is to cut this game film up. I need some quarters cut up. I need some halves cut up. How soon could you do it? I said 48 hours. 48 hours. And in 48 hours, I had game leaks up on YouTube so now they can send the coaches and coaches can watch it because they got some downtime. And boom. Does the player get an offer? He might. Does he go D1, D2? He might. But if I didn't do that, if he didn't, if I didn't have a contact to the high school coach that knew how this process worked, it would have never happened. So you coaches got to get on your grind, man. If you don't have a Twitter set up for your team page, set up a Twitter. If Instagram is, eh, most coaches now, they deal on Twitter. They do. Uh, get your game film together. Get your seniors together. And don't be afraid. If you think your guy is D1, they hit up some D2 schools. They hit up some D3 schools. They hit up some NAIA schools. Or some JUCO. Because they got to play somewhere. They got to play somewhere. But if you don't give them options, if you don't give them the opportunity to do so, it won't happen. So you got a lot of kids on the transfer portal. I know a lot of these college coaches are working, working, working the phones, having a lot of conversations, sending a lot of emails. Man, I do. I don't miss none of that. Don't miss none of that. There wasn't a single day when I was a college coach working in the office when I didn't have nothing to do. Not a single day. I always had something to do. And in the spring, your something to do is recruiting and team camps. Trying to get teams to our team camps, trying to get players on campus, even though they can't go on campus now. So I know it's a lot of coaches out there getting their recruiting grind on. And I feel you on that. So, so yeah, man. I mean, basically, that's about it. I mean, we could talk about AAU. AAU is shut down for the spring. What do I think that AAU is going to do? I think AAU is going to take the spring period, the spring live periods, and just make the month of July. If we're back rolling, hopefully we're back rolling, and we got this, this disease controlled, and we're back rolling. I think that July is the period where we'll get some AAU back and coaches are able to recruit. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, I, I think AAU is going to be back in July. Hopefully get some guys some opportunity to play. The spring is done. Don't even think about the spring. Uh, so you'll have EYBL, you have Adidas, you have UAA. You have everybody that had their events in the spring. So that makes the summer. So high school players, I know you can't go to the gym right now. I know you can't really get it in. How you supposed to get it in? You got a basement. Like last night, I ran I ran in place for a mile. Now, it took me a while to do it, but that's how I got my cardio in. I know I've been working the last four Thursdays. I've been in the gym. So Thursday came. I had to keep this routine. I said, all right, I got to do something. I couldn't go outside because it was, it was raining. It was cold. So I said, you know what? I'm going to my basement. So I ran a mile in place. I did some push-ups. I did some crunches. I burned some calories. 
So my college basketball players, my high school basketball players, for you to stay in shape, you're going to have to do the extreme. You're going to have to get some reps up, like with the ball laying on the floor. You're going to have to do your dribble, your dribbling um, exercises in the basement. You might have to go outside and shoot on that hoop that you ain't, you ain't shot on in a while. Like, you're really going to have to get it in because it don't stop because when July hit, you better be ready. You better be ready in July. The coaches are ready for you. They're looking at family doing all that. I'm telling my players right now, you better be ready. Don't go to no gyms, go to no trains, go to no workouts. Quarantine. Stay home. But at home, you can do push-ups. You can do sit-ups. You can shoot the ball, work on your form on the floor. You can dribble it lightly on the carpet. Like, you can work on your game. You got a rim outside. Most players got a rim outside. Go out there and shoot some free throws. Shoot some, work on your left-hand layup. Work on your right-hand layup. Like, there's ways you can get better, and you don't have to leave your house, even if you don't have a rim outside. You can still dribble. Basketball is a poor man's game. It is. You don't need a, You don't need much equipment to get better. So I need my basketball players to dig in a bag and say, you know, when July hit, we're going to get it. But in the meantime, we're still going to get better. So that's just that. AU will be in July. Looking forward to that. And yeah, man, this is your coach that knows who's the most, man. I'm going to wrap up this episode, episode 13, basketball quarantine episode. It ain't much basketball to talk about, so I ain't going to give you too much topics. But I'm going to tell you about the real, tell you what's really going on. Will I come back next week? I don't know. When the next time you're going to hear me? I don't know. Uh, just stay tuned um, to my Twitter, at CoachCam30. If I got an episode, it'll be on there. Uh, Cameron Nichols on Facebook. Just look me up uh, because I might be giving a little tidbits of some podcast material out there. But at the end of the day, I want you to stay safe. I want you to stay home, stay quarantined. And to my basketball people out there, I love you. Hopefully you're staying home and you're doing everything you need to do for your family. And my name is Coach Cam, and this is the coach that knows who's the most. And I'm out here. Peace. That dude, too cool, so smooth with the hoop news. Every week we talking hoops, this is season two. So buckle up for this ride, that's what you need to do. Cause we talking hoops, yeah.